0: Hi, if I could take a moment of your time before we start, if you've enjoyed previous episodes, or if you enjoy this episode, if you could subscribe on the platform that you listen to, that would be really helpful. It helps us get more guests and push the podcast forward. Thanks. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved
1: one of a beautiful moment every time they see it.
0: weight loss Hello, everyone. I am here for the second episode of Car Chat. I'm Sam Morse, and with me today I have Joe Achilles. Who? Hello, Joe. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> <laughs> who I met at Goodwood once. I think was that the first time we met. Probably, or maybe a gumble a couple of years ago. Oh uh, well. yeah, maybe we met on a gumble. Yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, both. Joe is a big car guy. Does some some videos. Does some driving. Yeah. He's about to be on TV, but no one knows about this, so we can't talk about that. <laughs> I don't know what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> but Joe, do you want to introduce yourself and say who you are, what do you do, etc. I'm very similar to Sam in many ways, and
1: I mean I'm obsessed with cars, rear-wheel drive cars. Uh, I love Porsches but I'm more into my BMs because they're sort of in in my price bracket I guess. (laughs) Um, I've got a YouTube channel and Instagram, they're both Joe Achilles, Achilles spelt like the heel. Uh, And I run a, my daily business is a chauffeuring business within London. So if I'm not behind the car of a wheel working, I'm behind the car of a wheel talking about it um, or whatever, or talking about cars as we are now.
0: Yeah, good. And we've known each other for a couple of years, a while. Yeah. A long two and time. a half years, three years. Done lots yeah. of driving. And um, I have one resounding memory of the first time I went go-karting in the last like fifteen years yeah. was with Joe. <laughs> and we went to a karting track in sort of West London. And Joe, you can't see on the podcast, is a big guy. Like he is seriously tall. And pretty muscular, so you must weigh quite a lot more than me. I don't know. I About weigh like 100. seventy kilos. Yeah, I'm a hundred. Yeah. yeah, so quite a lot more than me. And he whooped my ass at go-karting. <laughs> so <laughs> Yeah, it
1: was a, it was a good day, I think. I do that was a track that I'd been to a few times before, to be fair. Yeah. But yeah, I'm you know, uh, like yourself, I'm pretty handy behind the wheel of a car. Yeah, is very
0: quick. Very quick in various vehicles. Yeah. So I guess it we'll was start off with Talking about one of the things I wanted to talk about was M2 competition. So, I have an M2. You've driven a ton of BMWs. Yeah. And you actually, you were around, not the day I picked up my car, but very soon after I picked up my M2 and just laughed at how much I knew nothing about BMWs. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you were a total non-BMW guy before that, weren't you? Yeah, but learning fast. And you haven't driven a competition yet. No,
1: um, I, I owned an M2 for about a year when they first came out, yeah. around the time we met, actually, about two and a half years ago. And um, and yeah, they're I mean, they're brilliant cars. I haven't driven the M2 comp. I've heard mostly good things about it, but some not so great things
0: about yeah. it. Yeah. I think the things that stood out for me when I heard the the launch sort of spec, whatever, was the engine change to the same engine that's in the M4, M3, etc. Yep. Detuned a little bit, which probably means... You can sneeze on it, and it'll be 500 horsepower. Exactly, which is quite an interesting prospect. Potentially quite spiky, but quite an interesting, <laughs> quite prospect. exciting, at the quite same exciting. Time. Yeah. But then, um, at the launch, the uh, sort of listening to what people said about the competition as a car, there seemed to be some stuff about the new emissions, playing with the ECU, or some like there's something going on with it. Yeah, that it's it's almost like it's a bit there's a bit missing between your right foot and the wheels in terms of it, it should be punchy or something i don't know it just i've, I've yeah. heard weird things about it yeah i think that it's almost like they've stunted it at
1: growth a little bit in that sense um i think that this emissions thing has come at a bad time for a lot of cars i think the m2 comp was one of them one of the first ones yeah. one of the first ones and and i think the the, the customer cars have been delayed as a result um, and yeah, like that's what I've heard. Not that the S55 engine that's in it from the M3 and M4s um, was very, was ever a very tuneful engine. I always called it the farty engine because it mm. sounds like it's farting all the time. Yeah. <laughs> but it's actually, when you when you spend a lot of time behind the wheel of one, you, they're amazing. You know, they've got loads of torque. It's just, I think BMW have, have never mapped them properly. In the CSs, they really got around that. Yeah. But in the early M3s and M4s, they just had too much of a spiky. Yeah, torque curve and were well, undrivable almost. You
0: yeah, because I haven't had a chance to. I've only driven a I drove an M four early one, ages and age and age and ago. Yeah, um, and that was it. And I haven't had a chance to drive any of the the sort of evolutions. Right, as far as I'm aware, they've got better.
1: hundred percent.
0: Yeah, I all think the way just, up to now,
1: they, the rear axle. They've done things with the tires. Obviously, having like cut twos or. P4S's or whatever help and and also just the suspension setup, so it's just allowed it to put that torque and power onto the ground which is um, but yeah you need to get your hands on a I think you would really like a CS but you need to spend you need to spend like four days in the Alps or Wales caning one and then you'll walk away going oh yes
0: but if you just drove it around here you'd be like "Mm, it feels the same as a normal car to me yeah because I've never really spent much time with a bigger sort of saloony type car. Like I've always had small cars or yep. sports cars. I've never had a, a slightly bigger one. And for me, looking at the M2 versus like the M3, it just seems like quite a bigger proposition and might be a bit more lumbering. Yep. And such because of that. But I haven't driven one. No. And pricing wise, I think I don't know what the M3s and M4s like the C S has done. It's crazy. Oh, as in what? Where they've gone since, where, em- like from launch to where yeah. they are now? What? What can you get? Uh, uh well, M4s, yeah, M4s are like nothing. No, M yeah, exactly. M4s.
1: Uh, as like even six or so months ago, I think, just after launch, when they realised they weren't selling them. Mm um they start i know dealerships are knocking 15 of them and these were these are regarded as they were playing it you know bmw been playing yeah. it along the way that porsche play the gt cars you know oh it's limited let's no oh, we're not going to yeah, discount yeah. it oh we're not selling any of them <laughs> yeah. so they've discounted um and but then so then they brought suddenly the m3 came out of nowhere cs so yes, and i honestly think that was a product of Oh, we've made way too many GTS bonnets and bits, and <laughs> wheels. we've got to throw it on something. Yeah, uh, and the M3 is not even as special because it doesn't have. It doesn't. It comes with normal doors, so the door cards there, yeah. which is great actually. It doesn't come with the OLED rear lights and things. Actually, in reality, to me, I love. I think that the M3 looks better. I think and it's a
0: cooler looking car. It's cooler. Do you prefer driving the M3 or the M4, or in whatever iteration?
1: Um, it's I been. I don't know if it's if it's uh, in my mind, but I always feel that the M3, um, the four door. It feels better. It feels a bit stiffer. The chassis feels yeah. a bit better. Um, and I don't know, honestly, if that's in my mind or not. Um, not a massive deal. Like, not a huge difference. But, but yeah, that's... that's yeah, maybe it's because I know the rear arches look better. So, <laughs> yeah. so it feels you do, you do hear
0: that, though. People who have driven both sort of say that they prefer the 3. Yeah. But, you, you know, it's, who knows? Exactly. Um, but, yeah, yeah, I remember when I was looking for my M2, you could get a, an M4 for less Yep. And when I bought my M2, which was crazy, and then people were like, well, why don't you just get an M4? And at the time, oh, and I still stick by that, M2 just sounds better Yes, and is a smaller car, and I just wanted a smaller car. And yep. it looks more like chunk. It does. I think it's the
1: best looking. And I would even say that your M2, the, the, the standard M, M2, as it were, I haven't seen an M2 comp in real life I've seen yeah. a real pimped up one at uh, the Nürburgring a few months ago yeah. but it had all the end performance bits and it to me it looked a bit tacky but the standard M2 looks better than the, than the M2 CS um, from pictures anyway yeah. but, but it's but yeah in terms of value I think going back to what you're saying about the CSs and stuff like so if you're paying retail, I think an M four is ninety and an M three is eighty-seven. And when you <laughs> when you look at the M two comp, they they're four, they start at forty-nine. Which yeah. isn't much, which is a couple of grand more than what you're like the normal yeah. M two. And I think for, for the first time in a long time, BMW or whoever it is, usually when they take things away and make it a bit lighter and more special, they put 30%, 40% of the price tag on it. Yeah. But for once, they actually haven't. And I think that I think that that does appeal to me about the M2 comp is that they haven't taken the piss with the price
0: yeah and it's it's also re, it's replaced the normal M2 yeah it's exactly yeah. so I guess they that's they've got to, they keep, had to keep it um I'm I'm looking forward to well, one I want to have a go at one at some point mm-hmm. in time but I it's that thing of like to go from an M2 to an M2 competition is such a similar car yeah. in reality but to to price difference the two from where my car is now to that it's probably it's it's getting on towards double yeah. in terms of value. And I do enjoy just taking mine to the track and driving it a bit. And then also in the back of my mind, I know the value of the car is what it is. And it's only going down. I'm still enjoying it. Yeah. So if I'm still driving it in a year's time and it's worth, I don't know, 20% less or something. Yeah. If I put it into a wall... It's a 25 grand car, not a 60 grand car. Yeah, like obviously you don't want that to happen, but it does. It is there in the back of your mind. Yeah, Um, definitely makes a difference. Driving stuff back to back, moving into. I've just been away and got to drive the Gen Two GT3 Mm. PDK, which is it? Okay, I don't know. I I, like I came back from it in a having a really weird sort of thought process about the whole thing the first day I drove it like you're saying with driving an M3 CS or something you need to drive for some time to get used to it yeah the first day I drove the GT3 I was with Mr. JWW mm-hmm. in the Alps so yeah couldn't be a better place and it was his car right? it was his yeah. car yeah. yeah so you got to bear that in mind as well from when you if you're driving something that's not your own you definitely drive it slower and with more care and, attention <laughs> yeah. and everything um but the first day, I sort of drove it, and we were in Switzerland, so Swiss pace. Yeah, yep. <laughs> By the book, everywhere, worried the whole time, really nervous, and it was yep. wet. Yeah. Um, and the PDK, I just kind of like, it was almost as if it was just cruising around. I could have kind of been in any Porsche. Obviously, it sounds good. Yeah. Um. His doesn't have an exhaust yet, but it didn't make much of an impression on me other than it is what it is yeah the second time I got to drive it was we were in Italy we'd had to queue for 20 something minutes at a traffic light it was like turned up and it said 22 minutes on the traffic light no you're like okay but it was a it was through a, a one way tunnel basically oh was it right on the coast uh, no. Okay, sorry, no. carry on. Sort of up from the coast. <laughs> yeah. And we got to the front of the queue. Yeah. Or just asked a couple of people in front of us, do you mind if we go first so that we go through at the front? We're yeah. i are going to come past you anyway, but, and I basically had 20 minutes worth of traffic cleared off oh, the other end. Yeah. And so I had, I probably drove for like 15, 20 minutes sort of on it and then pulled in and, it was like, uh, and then we had a bit of chat about the car and, and that sort of stuff and then actually all the traffic caught up and, and I realised I should have kept going Yeah. But, but after that the car suddenly came alive like all those cars all the sort of GT cars between sort of 6, 7 and 9 or whatever it goes to and when yeah. you're driving it at the sort of pace that you end up at those revs and stuff yeah, the whole thing just wakes up yeah, and that's when you I pulled in, and I was just it like smile, buzzing, fingers tingling, like everything, just really enjoying driving the car. Yeah, and then it was it was a sort of difficult one to say. What's that comparison to being in like my, my RS? Yeah, for example, and I think at the end of the day, it's a very difficult one to call. I don't think I would have had less fun in my RS. I don't necessarily think I would have more fun. I would have probably driven a bit slower.
1: Because okay. with paddles you
0: can just drive a bit faster. Because you've got one less thing to one think about. One less thing to think and, about. Yeah. But is that better? I, I don't think so. No. And on the road anyway. On yeah. the track, paddles are pretty great. Yeah. Because you just don't think about anything else and just go flat out.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, but I think in any car on a good stretch of road. Yeah. As long as it's half decent and possibly rear wheel drive. Not even necessarily. You, you have fun. Yeah. So it's difficult to say whether it was that car. That car is mega, 100%. Yep. The rear wheel steering makes a difference. The yep. front end on that is so much more sort of planted yep. than my car. Like you can just crank on a bit more lock and it will just kick go. Standing. Whereas this might, my,
1: my car might push a bit. Well, that was always the thing with the 997s, yeah. wasn't it? Even the Gen 2s or whatever, they got it better, but it just always felt a bit light in the front end. Yeah. Whereas the 992s, they just, uh, sorry, 991s, they've just got on top of that. Yeah, they've got so much more uh, on top of it
0: and just sort of grip everywhere. Yeah. But, I don't know, it was, it was a mega experience. Yeah. But I got home and then drove my car this weekend on some like proper English backcountry roads. And other than the fact that my car's also quiet at the moment because for the warranty they have the exhaust put back on yeah which is such it's like 40% of the car just gone gone I was I was enjoying the manual gearbox yeah and I think I am just a manual gearbox person for spirited country driving yeah you've got to have a manual yeah yeah otherwise you lose your license all the time well yeah (laughs) yeah that's the other thing isn't it it
1: like you're saying, on a track, you want to paddles because it makes you fast. Though, when you're trying to, but actually, in reality, on the Do road, you want to text someone. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, it's really difficult to text and send emails. <laughs> um, but no, in reality, in the road, and I think that's why some like really small, like underpowered hot hatches, or sometimes you can have a lot of fun in say, like a Volkswagen up because you're going normal speeds but everything feels like it's sped up because it's just it hasn't got the handling it hasn't got the braking and it's got traction. the manual box. The, traction, got the traction yeah, yeah. it hasn't got the traction which is which is kind of what you want um but it is it's it's, it's a difficult one to explain to people and I think also what you're saying there about uh, James's uh GT3 I think it's cars are so good these days like whether it's a normal 3 series or a normal 911 or mm. whatever to the, so the base donor car that yeah. these are based on the M cars and GT3 cars and they're great uh, for the average punter they are the better car in a way like the normal version of your car the normal, it's a better GTS is better than the GT3 for the average punter it is it's a better ride it's more comfortable it's yeah. quieter and, and, and so when you jump in a new GT3, they're that good anyway that you're like, oh, okay, well, this feels good. And it's not until, like with the new M3s, M4s, when you really start pushing them,
0: then you're like, oh, okay, now it makes, now, now I, I understand, it. yeah. And it's mental because you have to be, to be in that performance envelope, mm. you've got to be really on it. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. to be yeah. that on it, yeah. on a road it's interesting <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I and mean, yeah the performance capabilities of these cars
1: is just so high exactly you've got well, you've got to be a good driver like yourself to even get near that envelope firstly to experience the car moving around because I think the majority of people no matter what they say that especially some of the people that can afford these very nice exotic cars they can't even get near the envelope of the performance yeah. unless they're on track and they're pushing silly speeds but I think you've got to be a certain level of driver to actually experience some of that GT three
0: ness and go oh yeah now I felt going okay, that. Um, yeah and it, unless you can it's so tricky that because yeah like you said like with the the sort of base spec models yeah everything is actually if you remove the engine which is obviously a phenomenal part of it everything yeah. else is kind of. For 95% of the time, a better experience in yeah. a lower run. Like the suspension is nicer. Yeah. It's like it's comfier. Your tires probably have more sidewall. Yeah. Like, everything about it is a bit comfier and better. Yeah. And it's more sound insulated and everything else. So you're paying for this like getting into a 675 LT or something. Yeah. They're much harder to drive. Yeah. Like my my RS, because it's got massive rear tires you're driving down the motorway if you're in the left lane and and a lorry's been down there once tramlining all (laughs) over the place you're just like tramlining and like hunting all over the place whereas if you're in and same in like something like the LT or that sort of stuff whereas if you're in something with sensible tyres you don't have any of these issues so I think it's it must be interesting for when people first get in those cars I guess it's that sort of sense of involvement that it gives you yeah. the fact that your car literally just wants to turn into a hedge all the time <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 but then you suddenly go. it sort of wakes you up a little bit more yeah but it's a weird one how we sort of chase after these cars that are harder to drive less comfortable You're louder louder quite <laughs> yeah. often have more grip yeah more expensive to buy to run <laughs> to
1: own everything yeah. but yet yeah, they're the ones you want a bit like women no yeah. sorry I didn't just
0: say that <laughs> Yeah, it's it's tricky that one. Um, I guess I had a, a, a couple of random questions for you. Yes, which may lead into other stuff. Um, so let's say a BMW M2 competition. Yeah. Yes, we're saying it's like sixty-ish. thousand pounds
1: matter. Well,
0: no, 40, forty-nine list. Yeah, but it's going to be. Yeah, once you add, well, you can only add a few bits and bobs to it. I think okay.
1: the top let's spec one's
0: like 56, but then you can get all the M Performance the st- uh, yeah, yeah, ads. Which they are trying to push. Yes, like the carbon roof. Okay, so let's say 56. Yeah. So you could get a new M2 competition for 56. Yeah. Or you could get a lot of other cars secondhand. Mm. What would you what get? What would for? I get? Mm.
1: It's a hard one, but I mean, when you say a lot of other cars... Like well, we we're just talking say about.
0: The BMW. Okay, let's say there's other BMWs you could buy.
1: Yeah, well, other bit. Yeah, so you could get a really nice M3 Competition Pack or M4. Which is mental.
0: Yeah, which <laughs> is mental
1: because um, that's got the tuned-up version of the engine. It's you know.
0: It's a, but then, would you want something that's new? But that's that's something that when people say that question because it's not really a valid. No. Argument when you say, oh, you can get a new this, well, and then like, yeah, but you could buy a five-year-old M5, blah, yeah. blah, 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 whatever. Yeah. And, and actually, some people, when they, the reason people get a new car is they want the new tech, they so want you, the warranty, need, yeah, don't have to do the MOT, like all that sort of stuff.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, so that becomes, then becomes a very difficult question well I think
1: because when, when I got my original M2 I was a lot of people said to me um, in the comments of my videos and stuff oh you could have gone out and bought a second hand M2 or M4 for that and uh, well n- number of factoring reasons for me with that particular car and with it moving forward to an M2 comp is uh, if you're paying finance you always get much better deals on new cars much better yeah, yeah. APRs and stuff so the new car effectively works out a lot cheaper even if the list prices are the same yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so there's that to factor in there's the warranty things like that and running costs um, but for me yeah I don't know I think now that the new M2 has got the same engine and if you, the M2 would appeal more to me only because I've driven a lot of M3s and M4s yeah. and I want something different new that I haven't, yeah. yeah different um, but but yeah, I don't. I think there's too many variables to sort of make that. I think in some cases you're mad to, to maybe buy new or buy the used one. But I think
0: in that, it's for me, it's too difficult. It's tricky. It's <laughs> <Yeah>. definitely tricky. <laughs> yeah. You have driven at the moment. I'm trying to like every day. I wake up. I think like most petrol heads and goes like, should I sell a car, buy a car? Like all these sorts of things you ponder. Yeah. And the more time I spend on track, the less I feel like I need any fast road cars. Full stop. Yeah. so I've got the Radical and I'd love to drive that more the only problem with driving the Radical is support for it so having people make sure it runs and works yeah. is quite expensive so that makes taking it to the track quite expensive Sure, but I get to drive that really fast and like on it Yeah, and if I take it to the track I'm okay with it going in the gravel Yeah, like it doesn't have any paintwork that's worth it's got no paintwork you just duct tape stuff you yeah. like hoover it out and you put it back in whereas if I put my M2 into the gravel I'd be pretty upset yeah. if I put my GT3 into the gravel I'd be really 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 upset <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so that means you can't really use those cars for what they're designed for like yeah. my GT3 RS in theory I should be using it on the track all the time Yeah, but it's too expensive a proposition to crash yeah. and therefore you drive you drive it slower not necessarily slower than a you know, a slower car or whatever. You're still driving quite on it. But you're one tenth back or two tenths off so that you never end up in the gravel. Whereas the Radical, I can break as or a little bit after. Over your limits. You're over the limit and you can float around that barrier. Yeah. And so what I think I'll probably end up doing is having, maybe I'd like to have one car daily and then one car that's like a sports car that does GT. If I'm going anywhere, I take that. Whether it's a random track day, I'll take it. Yeah, road trips whatever so my normal sort of daily car yeah. I think needs to be a bit more comfy because yeah. I spend most of the time in the M2 on a motorway yeah. or just cruising around town other than the odd track day and stuff and it's not necessarily the best motorway cruiser no, at all no. in any shape or form and you've driven quite a lot of comfy cars mm. and your day to day in your chauffeuring business yeah. are the sort of creme de la creme of the comfy cars. Yep, yep. Do you have any thoughts on what might be a very good comfy GT car, almost? Well, yeah, but the problem is, I kind of want it M2 size, which is, Mm. it doesn't exist.
1: Um, Yeah, because I find, I was just going to say that, yeah, I find, well, say the BMW lineup, the bigger you go, the more comfortable they tend to be, but then the bigger you go, the worse they are being a GT car or a sports car. Um, Something like the new M5, uh, that I recently drove to, to the F90 M5, recently drove that to uh, the Nürburgring, did lots of miles out there mm. in it. And i tell you what, as a as like a barnstorming sort of autobahn, comp- like it's one of those cars that you, you would get in like I did. I, I unfortunately first tried it at Bedford and initially it was like it's just too heavy it's too big especially if you've driven other cars exactly and I jumped out of an ironically they put us in an M2 first and then into that and it just felt very disappointing except for on the straights but then I did a few more laps and I started to get it but then again once I'd spent some time on the road which it's designed for it was great and once I'd done some long journeys in it in the big seats I was like oh what more do you want in life Okay, it's not a track car at all but if you're out with your mates on a weekend chasing them to Wales, it will do that. Yeah. Especially in, in the bad weather, it will probably beat most of your friends in their rear-wheel drive. Front. But that's, so those sort of cars, but like you said, then they're not... It's, it's a big, heavy car. It's a big, heavy car. I it's grand. grand. I drove
0: yeah. Tim's M5. Yes, yeah. And the one of the things I was talking to with a passenger I was with was the comfort. Yeah. And you... So you drove to the Nervo Ring, so not a lot in the UK. No. Which... Oh, okay. And you drove more it more over here. I just drove it down to where do we go? Down to Goodwood, I think. Right, and then back. Yep. Um, and there's loads of bumpy country roads. Yeah. I The like the M models. Yeah. All have stiffer suspension, yep. and like you're you're paying for the to be less comfortable. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And I think that's that's something that I love the sound of a good engine. Yeah. And I love the m two because it looks badass, yeah, but maybe I need to have the non m m version product. of a car, like whether it's a c sixty three but just get the the non five hundred or what you know like the, oh, yeah. the non like the non the top of the range of the normal one, yeah yeah like the not taught yeah one yeah. for normal comfort the m five I found interesting very fast four wheel drive, even when you turn everything off, yeah. Still a bit like we were talking about the I drove the R8 rear wheel steer recently and yeah. that would take like acceleration. You just not necessarily like flat, but like put your foot down and it would just take it, the grip would just go. Yeah. Which on the road meant that actually it wasn't very different to a four wheel drive one. Because yeah. you just not you can't push to that poor performance envelope that it starts to moving around because it's got such sticky big tyres. Yeah. But it's not doing that. And I think the M5 was a bit similar. Even if you turn everything off, like disable everything, put it in rear-wheel drive, disable all the systems, which is what you have to do. Yeah. If you want it in rear-wheel drive, you have to turn everything off. Yeah. Which is like the... This is put it in a hedge mode. Yeah. Uh, and then, even then, I think we were on a slight incline, but from stationary, like full beams. It would lay it down. It, just, it would just go. Wow. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. you think like an M5 should
1: with over 600 oh six, I think they rate them at 600 I think they put out realistically 650ish yeah how does that work
0: how does it work I think that it was slight hill yeah so most of the weight so the of the weight car was on, the, on the, back. the rear yeah and it's quite sticky tyres that were worn. but still you'd think it would just snap it should just, it. It. it should yes. just smoke it yeah I think it's the um, I, it's probably torque limited right in first
1: gear ah uh, when it's just in rear
0: wheel drive and probably in both yeah it's yeah. probably split between the two different yep. ones yeah like, so many cars now. Like, it's, just, it's an odd thing. But yeah. you kind of, like, you get in an end product car or something like that. Yeah. SLS is a funny one. Like, you kind of, every now and then, you want to just do a burnout. Yeah. And, like, smoke some rubber. Yeah. SLS will not let you. Or will it not? No. You, you can turn everything off, but it won't let you do it. So, as in, it won't turn everything off really, then? Yeah. C63 will. Yeah. You see C63, so you all the time. All the day long, it yeah, yeah, seems yeah. all, all they do. Um, but it's weird that like you thought I kind of like there's something I like about the G3 RS yeah that when you get in it there's a couple of buttons yeah and they're not like you don't have to hold them down you don't have to press ok yeah there's like an everything off button and it's like ding off and that's Brilliant. it <laughs> that's yeah. it yeah. like no warnings there's a little warning pops up yeah but that's it you don't have to hold anything
1: well, the, you and think, then you're on your own yeah, well it's it, you know it's like anyone especially yours with the scaffolding and stuff in it like you get it's like, you're getting into a race car on the road. Yeah. So, if you press something that goes, I know I'm in a race car, everything off, that's it. Like, I'm sorry, It's being it's German. It's like, you know, no personality, but you know you're on your own, mate. Yep, yeah, that's it, end of story. Like, not, none of this, oh, warning, 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 warning. Like, you sure? Yes, you definitely sure, yes. Yeah. Have you rung your mum? Yes, <laughs> have you rung your dad? Yes, emergency. And it's like, Have oh, you called your insurance? <laughs> have you called your insurance? Yeah. Look in the small print, you're not actually even allowed to turn it off. I think the new M5 like on track yeah. it's, like, it's like oh come on like seriously
0: I, some tracks in America I remember were banning some new BMWs because you can't disable all the systems and it has for example you might be driving on a track and yeah. there might be a merge line that's like a white line that will run across the track and the camera assistants in the car think you're changing lane right. without intentionally changing lane and yeah. might slam on the brakes or put in steering correction yeah. on a track it's, ah, yeah, it's it's a no, no. You've it's got someone coming
1: down the inside yeah. in their in their million pound Ferrari or something, and suddenly it's your like, car just no. suddenly <laughs> pins
0: into the wall. Yeah. Can you, oh, sorry about that. It was the uh, lane departure system? So, like, I I like having some systems, and I think one of the ones that did that also was the the low speed braking system. Yeah. You know, which I would quite like to have in a day to day car because those accidents, I've. I have never actually done it, but I've been very, I've very, been close very, very close when your car's Same. just creeping forward and you're yeah. going one mile an hour. Or you watch, you're watching around
1: about other yeah. lights and they go green, and even though you've got good peripheral vision, you then creep or move, but then the, per, the person in front the doesn't in go! Front doesn't move, and then, then you scream at them, but actually you're like, well actually I should have really waited for them. just drove but in the back
0: of them. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly,
1: yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. Oh, it's tricky alright what's the next I've got another question so you don't I don't know what the long and short of that one was really I can't remember what the question basically, was basically if I had a comfy oh a comfy comfy car, kind yeah. of interesting yeah. ideally small daily car now one of the ones that's always interested me is the C63 because mm. they just sound really good and they yep. look kind of cool they are and only, they've been adopted by a certain type of person yes that is that is the thing that sort of puts me off a lot of the AMG
1: products um is some of the people that do drive them and i know people say that about bmws i get that and it's i suppose it's true with all brands maybe not so much rs products so much but but it's a shame because i think yeah the c60 i honestly think it is one of the best cars on the planet on sale today like regardless of price anything like it's just a package um but yeah that's it's a I've not driven the new one, um, so I, could, I don't know what the ride's like on it. But I know the E63 ride is not great. So, yeah. but I've heard the C63 is better. So, we'll yeah. see. So I'll try i tell you the, what is a good ride. A b- bit left field, and this year, people are probably go oh, hell, BMW fanboy coming out here again, but <laughs> Alpina products. Okay, their ride—it's one thing that I think is better than anything else they do. Is they they, they make their ride of the cars so good but in this country we're a bit stuffed because they're 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 expensive and also there's just none about there's no used ones and they're long all the time so it kind of puts people off but something like a B3S
0: Touring yeah (laughs) I have I don't know much about the Alpina products no Uh, like I see them occasionally and I know that they exist yeah but I I think generally they don't appeal to my the thing that drew me to the M2 is like the, the badass looks. chunkery of it. Yeah. Uh, Alpinas don't have that. It's the opposite almost. No, the opposite isn't it looks like, it like look a, look a complete vanilla yeah. car, but <laughs> underneath it's got all the stuff and the suspension sorted. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was gonna, I did take my M2 and I was gonna get the suspension changed. Yeah. Um, what, to like coilovers or something? Yeah. Right um, and I, I keep umming and ahhing. The person I went to, um, I didn't have a very good experience and ended up not going with them. Okay, yeah. But you changed the suspension on your... M140. 140 Yeah. And did you go... You went for coilovers. Uh,
1: no, well, I ended up going for... Or did you lower it? Um, yeah, so I, originally I'd lowered it on Iback Springs. So they're, yeah. they're the same company that make the original BMW Springs. Yeah. So the spring rate effectively is the same... Uh, or very close to so the ride wasn't affected yeah. but I've got adaptive on that's the thing the M2 doesn't come with adaptive whereas the M lights the M140 that yeah. I've got does come with adaptives um, so I was a bit hesitant about going for coilovers because I thought I'd lose that adaptive yeah. function um, although this there'd be much better than the stock setup but then uh, Bill Stein recently brought out adaptive dampers so and they basically I put the original spring on that so it's just a damper unit yeah. so it's literally light for light to do okay. um, and I've only had them on for what about 10 days and I've not done that many miles on them but I've taken it <laughs> within the first 45 minutes I had it out Rocky and Circuit and yeah. I'll tell you what it to me like in terms of performance it felt amazing Like it, the, the car felt like it was so much more supportive it felt like I'd
0: upped the spring rate mm. because the compression I guess is just much so better. is this ride height has this gone back up again or no, is the same s- as you, same when you had up. it lower yeah exactly so it sits on
1: the same springs and the same ride height um, but it's just the difference think. between comfort and sports is much bigger so in comfort it feels just as good as the yeah. original setup which was very good uh, but in, when you whack it into sports the whole car you know what's that electronic stability they have on cars these days that keep them flat? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It almost feels—it feels so much better than the stock setup in terms of how the chassis stays flat. That yeah. it almost feels like it's that. <laughs> it's not, but I, I'm used to the car rolling so much yeah, before. Yeah. So it's suddenly much more supportive, which means obviously you don't get the out like the outside edge or the front tires used to just destroy within a few laps mm. because it would roll. So it's it's very much closer to an M2, but it's still. I said this on my channel recently. I've spent a lot of money on my... When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. Um, upgrading this that there 's putting an lSD on it, different brakes feels great and it 's such a great road car, but in reality it 's still a long way behind your m two like a stock m two yeah um, and that 's why anyone that you know you can only you can tune the product up so much, but really an m car has an m car for a reason, and out of the box it 's still far better than
0: yeah, it 's tricky that one that question of like tuning stuff and I think a lot of people go down that route of buying the well, they, they say they can get into a car now, so yeah. they get into it, and then they yeah. tune it over time and they spend the money. And it's a very, I think it's a very easy one to go into because you do it in bits and bobs and over time. Exactly. But when you come to sell it, you just get hammered. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, Which you is, never get your money back. And in yeah. fact, sometimes people aren't interested in the car because it's been tuned, and I'll probably end up reversing it all. But back But that's to it. Stock. You basically have to put it back to stock and pretend like you've never done anything to it. Yeah. yeah. And like put on back your your silver surrounds on the front and all that sort of stuff and (laughs) remove all the badges that were black and put them back to silver and be like one careful lady owner yeah yeah Yeah. but it's it's an interesting one that and someone was uh, I was on I was on like Thread or something recently and they were talking about tuning like a a base a base model car versus the M car or like a a non-RS GT product versus a GT product in like a Porsche range or something yeah and let's say you take a normal 911 Carrera and then track it a lot and then you upgrade all the stuff. Yeah. If you buy a GT car and spend a bit more, depending on whatever the price works out at, Yeah. that car has, the whole car has been optimized for track driving. Yeah. So like your diff. Yeah. Your drive shafts, every single bit of suspension, everything is built to take hard driving. Yeah. Which when you upgrade a car, you don't do everything. No. You do bits, and then stuff breaks. Yep, and that generally seems to be what happens. People like up the horsepower, and then something else will explode. Yep, and then or something else can't quite cope with it. Or, exactly. Or you might put really grippy tires on your car as yep. the first thing, yep. and then just destroy your suspension because the car's not designed for having for those that loads. level of grip. Yeah, um, and it's the same. And like I've got to the point now where my car, like I said, it feels great on track,
1: but what's 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 it suffering from? the fact that I can't stay in my seat because suddenly the extra suspension as you say even though I haven't changed the Pilot Super Sports which are great they're now finding a lot more grip so the loads are higher and so therefore the seats are now struggling yeah. and it's like oh wait a second how much is a pair of like buckets like, this yeah. is getting ridiculous but if I have buckets in it it won't be a great daily anymore so it's like cars come out especially German cars they leave the factory with a purpose don't yeah. they? yeah and you can improve bits in them, but you never want to try and improve something completely or change it. It, it comes, you know, it's there
0: for a reason. Unless you're starting from a very high starting point, yes. Like you, you're that crazy guy that's bought a GT2 RS, yeah. and you're modifying that. Oh, then you yeah. get faster, yeah. Whatever. But <laughs> and you've got an endless account, yeah, and yeah, yeah. Go for. I met a guy recently who had bought a um, an AMG GTS, Yep. And was spending about to spend a lot of money, has spent some money, adding more horsepower to it. Right. And at the end he wants like a thousand horsepower out of a GTS. And I had this conversation with said, like, look, what are you trying to get out of this? And he, he wants the he's got big budget, yeah. but he wants the novelty factor of he likes his car, yeah. but he wants it to have a thousand horsepower. And I was like, well, why don't you just not do that? Buy a GTR yeah. and then give that more power. Yeah. Because all the components will be a lot better, and your yeah. starting point. And I suggested because I knew Tim had taken his car to Rentec. Yeah. And as far as I'm aware, there's been no issues whatsoever. And they're the sort of person like like you take a Porsche to like Manti or someone.
1: Yeah. People that are really clear They up.
0: really do, and they're German, so they think about all the stuff. Not yeah. saying other people don't, but they really do. Yeah. And that's the bit. His car. He's had it tuned a couple of times, yeah. and he's like, things keep breaking, blah, 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 Like, it's it's only giving, putting out 500 horsepower, it's meant to be putting out 650, and it's like, yeah. But if you take, I said, okay, you take it to Rentec, and they might give you 700 or 750. Yeah. That will be 700, 750. There's no, like, that will be 700, 750 in <laughs> all conditions, in all whatever. Like, yeah. someone might say they'll give you 1,000, but... Yeah, you it may not thousand, be that one
1: special day yeah. perfect temperatures before it explodes. <laughs> before everything gives way, yeah.
0: Yeah. But yeah, he was, he, he, I think he was going, he was going with another company that I hadn't heard of but I think they're quite respected but yeah. he was spending a lot of money GTS, to get it. GTS, that's a GTS, and you're like, why, the don't you just get the, why don't you just get the nice, like the, the bling one, spend a bit, if you're going to spend a ton of money, just spend a bit more yeah. doing the initial purchase of your car. Yeah. But, that's an interesting one. I, been to Bedford quite a lot recently yeah. and in the M2. And there's a real like scene, seems to be, of like M135i owners and stuff. Every time I'm there <laughs> yeah. in the M2, I always chat to some other BMW owners. Yeah. And normally, if someone's taking a stock car, is chatting about how their brakes have like given up after one lap. Yeah, yeah. Which Bedford is tough. But, like the full GT circuit, I think yeah. most of it is just savage on brakes. Yeah. Um. But I remember going with someone and their car, it was a normal-ish 135i. Yeah. And so that's an open diff. Was it Tom? Not Tom? Yeah, it was Tom. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And his car was kind of all over the place coming out of corners. Yeah. Like it kept like dumping power to, to one wheel, which then, out oh, you go again. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. And then he turned everything off. He said apparently it like, locks up better when you turn everything off. Okay. And he turned everything off. And the e-diff, I think it's an e-diff yeah, or something, yeah, yeah. worked 10 times better.
1: Oh. And I,
0: I pushed him the whole day. I was like, just turn everything off, but, but dial back your driving. Yeah, like, like, Drive slower, yeah. but turn everything off and just give it a go. Because yeah. it, it may be worse, it may be better. And he came back after having turned everything off. And was like, oh, it's a game changer. Wow. It's like, so the diff actually different. worked better when it was When everything off. Okay. And well, well, that's interesting. Which yeah. is odd. And like a weird thing. Well, that's what Pete
1: from Petrohead Tours has always said. Like, everything off on the road, he's just constantly, he's like, it just finds so much more grip. Yeah. Um, so maybe, yeah, maybe it is. Maybe it's the electronics. Maybe the EDIF and the electronics are two separate things, I'm guessing they are. Yeah. So they're, they're
0: basically battling with each other. So as soon as you turn one off, then the other one can. It can focus just focus on finding traction and yeah. not spinning up. Yeah. Because there's definitely. I am. So comfortable driving the M2 with everything off. Definitely on track. And people are like, oh, why would you turn it off? It's like, well, when it's on, it's really annoying. It's in the way before it should be in the way. And you come across some traction control systems that let you enough slip that it's okay. Like and it's it's past where if you're trying to go quickly, it's yeah. past that point. Yes, yeah, yeah. You're so you're like f- a drifting point. You're never feeling like it's raining you back yeah. in any sense. Yeah, and then you're like partly around a corner and the power cuts. You're like, yeah,
1: like, yeah. yeah. And then that causes sometimes that causes understeer or in, yeah. especially in rear-wheel drive cars. I've the couple of or near crashes I've had in like an M3 is when I had to have everything on with an instructor next to me and I've come piling into a corner and it's just. It's, I haven't been able to balance anything on the throttle and then it's just caused the whole car to start pushing and it's like yeah. but if that was all off or even in MDM whatever I could have got the rear end to rotate a bit and it would just set me up yeah. nicely and I would have been out not big angles just a tiny tiny bit but when it's all off suddenly the car just goes it goes yeah. all lit it's like no and it kills
0: it, it's, it like, kills I, everything I do not encourage anyone to drive with traction control off I would yeah. say Go to a track and then work through the systems. Yes, until you're comfortable driving. Build your way out. up. Yeah, yeah. Don't just suddenly on the road because that's how you end up. Yeah, in a hedge. Yeah, but yeah, it makes so such a big difference to some cars. Like the my RS has like a half off. Yeah, which is the the ESC part of it. Yeah, which is like the I guess the slip angle part of it. Yeah, versus the traction control. You can turn that off, and the car is much nicer. Like if you're driving on something that's slightly bumpy surface. Yeah it lets a little bit, even just going a straight line and you yep. go over a little bump, in full everything, it would cut the power yep. as you're going over the bump, as the tyres come off and that's like... So then suddenly there's just nothing as you can yeah, off. Yeah, and that or you just like, you just notice the lack of the acceleration and you don't, it's not smooth anymore. Yeah. It becomes like a bit more jerky. Whereas if you turn it like half off, it's still all the time. Yeah. But you can just drive better. Yeah. And more on it. Yeah. With it on... Yeah, it's a good on that. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah. Oh, I'm not sure Sideways Sid knows where the I, I think he just defaults to. Yeah. He
0: that. just pulls the fuses. <laughs> <laughs> he just rips all the fuses <laughs> out. So what's that one? ABS get rid of that. <laughs> yeah, literally, yeah. <laughs> uh. Yeah, I wanna have a go with some of the other M cars on track. Yeah. Just I'm, to see what they're like. Uh yeah need to try and set something up because the AM experience days
1: are good but you don't ever get to really that's kind of what you I don't know that's you know that's what I wish for and probably you as well I'd love to just go somewhere where the tyres that like being provided and the <laughs> cars are being provided basically everything is and then you can actually learn how to like like just spend all day skidding and just learning you know and then also maybe setting lap times with everything on everything half on or yeah. and everything off and and then um, and just learning those sort of those sort of limits and exactly what the track
0: it is it is is fun. And I what I've, I'm doing at the moment is I'm just as you can see in the corner of the room we have two boxes. Oh, and it's yes. two uh, exhaust boxes for the my old nine eleven.
1: Oh, I saw that on your Instagram the other day. Um,
0: and at the moment it's it's quite loud, yes. but it's quite boomy. and it has quite fat exhaust pipes on the back. Are they this? It's the one that when I came to pick it up with yeah. you, yeah. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Although it's now just, I think it had three when. That's I right. It. It's a, now I got rid of the a blank on it. It had, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, but basically, it's quite boomy inside, okay. and I actually, period correct is slightly thinner diameter, smaller diameter pipes. Yep. Um, but also, what that does is it turns the noise sort of from a really boomy to more of a upper end rasp. Okay, so it should make it. Slightly better on the motorway, so yeah. I've got one that's like that, and then I've got one that's as quiet as stock bogo can go. Yeah, um, so that I can take the car to Bedford and have a go with it. Ah, uh, so it's over noise restrictions at the moment. Yeah, way over. Um, because I really want to have a go to Bedford just, to, be just to wicked. like, because I've been watching all these like. Peter Auto, the two-litre cup, have you have seen any of that? Yeah, like a, yeah, yeah. The yeah. old Porsches yeah. ragging around. And they just look like they're having so much fun. Yeah, yeah. Um, I slightly think that the tyres I've got on it, i some Toyo something, but they're quite a sort of modern tyre shape, like flat, s- stiff tyre walls, yeah. quite grippy. Might not be the best because I think they'll probably be quite grippy until they're really not. Okay, so you think they'll give away um, quite quick, yeah. But, I'm going to give it a go. Yeah. See what it's like. Yeah. Because I've had the car a bit sideways before, and it's very much like grip, 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 grip. Whoa! Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think that's because it's just so? Sh- it's quite a short wheelbase. It's quite it? short, and it's
1: got a lot of grip. Okay. Uh, because the rears, is are, what are they what are they like two nine fives or something I, silly.
0: I don't know. They're not massive. But on an old car, they're quite big. Big, yeah. Um, versus what it would have been on stock. Yeah. Um, so maybe at some point in time, I need to, for jokes, put some small small wheels on it. Yeah. Like tiny wheels. Space saving. Yeah. And then turn that, whatever it's got, 260 horsepower into the equivalent of 500. Yeah. And then yeah. Have a hoon around. Because being over the limit is more fun than being under the limit. Yeah. Definitely. Irrespective of whatever speed that is. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I... That reminds me. I I went to um, that karting track. East of London? Kent? Uh, Buckmore? Buckmore? Yes. I had a really good day the other day. Someone snagged me. Yeah. Um, But you come in and I definitely realise what... And you have no idea until the end of the session... What was like? How quick you were, or anything? Yeah, relative. it's whatever. such a difficult metric to go by in terms of you want like something to tell you. Either follow someone who's really fast. Yeah, and then you can see where they're faster, and then you can ask, talk to them about it. Yeah, and then they can follow you or whatever. But that like ten minute format of you go out for ten minutes, come back in, they're like, oh, your fourth lap was the fastest. You're like, oh, but I didn't. Yeah. didn't but, but like, what did I do? What did I do to make, it, do it, to make it? it fast? Yeah, I don't know. I think. My goal in racing and doing all these things at the moment is to become a better driver. Yeah. And obviously you're then quicker. Yeah. um, But just better all around, car control, drifting, whatever, all that stuff. Yeah. And from what I've, I've spoken to a lot of pro drivers recently that I've been at tracks with, and one thing that came up a lot is the reason they get so good and the difference between a pro and a very good amateur is a pro can get in any car yeah and within like someone like Hamilton will do one corner and he, he, can and he then ex, he then works out exactly how much grip is and then applies that straight away yeah. to the rest of the track whereas an amateur might do three laps to build up or five before they're at full pace yeah. whereas a pro is at full pace after half a lap yeah because they know they've done the calculations and talking to someone I said one of the reasons ways you get so good at is you're driving different cars all the time yeah because you're driving you know doing different day a day with McLaren a day with Ferrari this guy's got a GT3 like all that sort of stuff so you learn a little bit about all cars and then you can then reapply that to other cars yeah because let's say I just drove my M2 on the track and did 50 track days a year obviously if yeah. you're having some instruction and stuff but I then got in a front real wheel drive car or a a Porsche or something different yeah it's going to take you a lot of time to adapt and learn what works in that car yep um, so what I'm trying to do at the moment is like get the old Porsche out and just see what see what goes with that like drive the M2 a bit yeah drive that drive the new Porsche try and drive a bunch just of different stuff broaden your sort of yeah horizon broaden, broaden your horizons your talents, yeah yeah because yeah. you get like yeah like Ben's one of those people He'll get in stuff and he's yeah. just bloody quick and it's instantly straight away yeah right it's interesting yeah
1: no it is it's just getting the opportunity I guess to, to do it isn't it that's it's, the thing you're like hey
0: guys can you just send me some track time for yeah. free please and <laughs> yeah just... just some random cars yeah. <laughs> yeah. and a good selection of cars yeah <laughs> right I have five questions I say okay. five questions it's definitely not five questions it's just the number of questions that I'm going to randomly ask you okay. and see what you're answers okay <laughs> do you have a most memorable driving trip or journey or could even be a section of road like that you've driven that like a one time that stands out it's quite a difficult one for a lot of people um it's difficult and it could be a different answer next week uh, um yeah I
1: mean there's, there's, there's been a few uh, I've been lucky to drive on a lot of amazing roads um this year but uh, just the one What was that <laughs> <laughs> You're talking oh, about your hands oh, sorry, in, in, sorry, yeah. in your face. Um, sorry, listeners. Um, I, I, I think one. I don't, I don't know what the road was, but it was going through uh, Italy, uh, Tuscan hills. Um, and in my still my favorite driver's car, but that's only because I haven't spent much time in the GT3s or GT3Rs, um, which is the Porsche Cayman GT4. Mm. And I was with Ben, who we were just talking about. Ben was passengering, and we we're following Tim in his 675. And it was just this road that went on forever. I don't know what the road was, but it was magic. There was no traffic around. And it was just a combination of beautiful countryside, amazing road, and tarmac weather. And being in the Cayman and just, ah, oh, it's just amazing. It was magical. It, the, the car, you know, when you're in something, you get into the rhythm, into the groove, a bit like when you go for a good go kart session or something, and it, the car's just moving around and dancing underneath you, and you're just like, this is, it becomes so easy.
0: Yeah. But you're going you're very flow. fast, you're flowing. You're flowing, yeah. flowing and you, you're using up a very small amount of your. Of your sort of brain capacity. Yeah, stake.
1: exactly.
0: Yeah. Um, but everything's working, yeah.
1: Everything's working. Although, if you needed to go a little bit faster, you probably couldn't go that yeah. much quicker. But that that's was just... And that was a Cup to 2016. That, that always stands out, just because I love that car. And, you know, it was great having a good friend next to me. and just It was just a very
0: special moment. But I've, I've had lots, but yeah, I guess that's the one. That's, that's the one. That. Yeah, that's the one. It's definitely... Yeah, it's a tricky one to call. It is. But you do. Sometimes things just come together. And it's not necessarily the car the best car you've ever driven no no, or whatever but I think one common factor for me always seems to be you're with good people yeah there's always with good people yeah it's normally a good location yeah if you get to drive a lot of places probably the better ones are going to be cooler locations yeah yeah and then just how it all comes together yeah yeah okay cool yeah next question yes <laughs> <laughs> if you could drive one car oh, no. for the rest of your life and I don't I don't know whether I'm going to put a caveat on it. I think you're allowed a... Something that you can put stuff in. Like, it doesn't have to be the one that you have to move house in, etc. Oh, okay. So, it doesn't have to be super practical. But your other car, let's say, is like a 500-pound... fear. Yeah, there you go. Okay, so, but other than that, one car... <laughs> um... For the oh, rest I, of your life. I have to say, it's probably going
1: to be pretty simple. And ironically, it's a car that... It's it's one of two cars that I haven't driven. Um, it would either be a GT3 RS of your era. Yeah. Where I think that was like the pin... 2010, I think, is when, like... The, the 1M, there were so many cars around that era that I think we'll, we'll look back on. We won't, but at next generation, generation after, we'll look back on and we'll go, that, that was the sweet spot. That was when cars were so good, but they weren't too good. You know, yeah, they not and, too digital. Not too digital. They didn't have masses of traction. They weren't perfect like yours. Front end's a bit vague, and mm. but that's what makes it so good. Um, and so I think, but I've never really driven. One and I've not driven one hard, but just this is going off like what, what I've heard. Price. So either that, and ironically, another car that I've not driven and that you've recently driven uh, a GT3, the nine nine one point two. But I'll go manual just mm. because that you know I could live with that. I'd just love to but but I'd also go uh, what's it called the touring like yes. Chris Harris sort of yeah sort yeah of, like that. I think now that would probably be the pinnacle for me, you know, like a manual GT3 touring. I mean, wow, yeah, that's, that's it. Like, yeah. I'm happy. Just, yeah, leave me alone.
0: I'm just going to go <laughs> driving. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a very ticks-all-boxes car, a Touring. I don't know why they didn't do a Touring with back seats. No, because that, that would have been... Like, that, that actually would have been a genius idea.
1: Yeah, because that would have made more sense around the Touring name as well, wouldn't yeah. it? It would be like... And you can't spec it with rear seats, no. no.
0: Like, no, you can't
1: talk. Because I bet you they would have, yeah, that would have been, but then I would have said they would have sold, like, that, that <laughs> they sold oh, more. I almost said they were sold more, but actually, <laughs> they, there's they a can't. L- <laughs> There's a lot for sale in the UK.
0: At how much, money? Okay, yeah, over list. What are they? What are the, the two 200? Uh, they're listed at like 180. Okay. But there's a couple for sale, and I don't know, you know, I don't know whether people are buying them. Normal yep. gt is are 150 to 170 now. Yeah. I think they're coming down. Um, I think a lot of people bought them.
1: With to, a view, to flip
0: them, to flip, yeah. Or bought them, liked it, but thought gonna make thirty k. Why not I'll sell it? Like, yeah. it's a very difficult proposition to turn down. Yeah. Someone says you can have one. You're a bit of an idiot not to take it. If you, yeah, if you got the money to buy one, if and, you can, yeah. Uh, yeah, even if you finance it or yeah. whatever, if you can work it out and then you sell it a couple months later. Yeah. But it's a shame. It's, it's a shame for. I just, it just is what it is. It, obviously, it'd be great to have one of those cars at list, but yeah. but yeah, I think uh, that's a that's a good good choice. Okay. Definitely, yeah, so yeah. Keep an eye on yours. It might it might not be there in the morning.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, I won't tell you where the keys are. <laughs> okay. Next question. Five car garage. Oh no! Uh, and I'm guess I'm gonna go make it semi easy, unlimited value, unlimited value. Okay. Well, all right, let's start. All right, so let's let's start
1: with the gc three point two tour. that's okay. that's in there. That's, that's does that
0: have like a slot name, or are you putting it under a category or anything? Or just that in is um, Sunday porn. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> yeah. Sunday summer porn. We'll be yeah. that. Yeah. Um,
0: right. <clears throat> Next slot. Got daily. Yeah. So uh, so daily. <sighs> Has to fit into your current sort of lifestyle. Current lifestyle, um, probably not a boat. Yeah,
1: no, not definitely not a boat. <laughs> um, there is a little stream that runs through my village, so, but no, boat wouldn't work on that. Um, I think I would. I, I think I would genuinely have as a daily. I would. think I have to think about this. <laughs>
0: this
1: is a difficult one. I think I. I, I honestly think I would have an M two competition. Yeah. Um, and obviously, if I had this Dream 5 out of the garage, I'd probably swap out the suspension for something that was a bit more client Yeah. But otherwise, yeah, M2 competition. If I had 3 and in a manual, then I'd probably have that in a DCT. Yeah. Because then it's a bit more dailyable. Yeah, yeah. I could turn that Makes into my sense. little track toy as well if I wanted to. Uh, next would be something that would be much more track biased. Uh, I've not driven. Uh, radicals, that you can road legal them, right? Not really, no.
0: I think you can get a, there's a they do an RXC, okay. which is like a, one of the bigger ones. Yeah. Uh, I think it's a twin turbo V6. Yep. And uh, they do like a 450, or well maybe in a 500 horsepower one. Wow. They're pretty, Great. they're pretty mental yeah. looking. Um, uh, yeah. So they do one of them, which would be, obviously that would do both. You yeah. could then just have, you could just have a track only car.
1: Well, I think I, think, I think I'd want something that I could... No, I think something appeals to me about being a track-only car that can be naughtily driven on the road, so I could drive it to a track. And So yeah. I think something like the new Aero Atom that's coming out, the Atom 2. Yeah. Um, that, that I've driven the one, and they're just entertaining, and mm. they're good value for what they are. So I think an Atom 2 or whatever that's yeah. going to be called, supercharged version of that, yes, please.
0: So now I've got those three so now so, so that's would you have uh, so other, th- other sort of things that people may have done like, a, like an older car yes um,
1: but then this probably gonna sound a bit boring and <laughs> it's almost like I'm, I've basically copied your
0: garage so
1: far <laughs> uh, I would love something like your you know your era of 911 um, yeah or an RS or something oh, I mean they're, they're beautiful and, and they're the only old fashioned car me being 6 foot 4 that actually can get away with fitting in and just about using whereas most classics don't appeal to me because
0: I physically can't fit in them I can't yeah. drive a touch, not that I'd want one but I couldn't you know the foot that way. is so tricky yeah because I'm I'm 6 foot and I was always annoyed growing up because yeah. my dad's side of the family are all really tall yep. they're like my dad's 6 foot 2 but everyone else is like 6 foot 4 yep and like huge uh, but I can get into most cars yes now uh, which you run into the problem that I'm just too
1: I'm too tall I'm a bit wider and I, I, I'm just yeah so so maybe yeah something like a classic something yeah What what's that like an, an RS 27 RS yeah or 2.7 RS yeah, something like that something like Pretty that cool. and then uh, so then that would lead me one more and the final one would have to be something that's very practical very family so something like uh, an E sixty three wagon, yeah, um, something like that. The new RS six, whenever that comes out. Um, if if BMW made an M five touring, but they don't, cause, so something like that. And and you probably noticed I haven't gone for anything ridiculous because ridiculous they, they don't really they don't really appeal to me. Ridiculous cars, yeah. they're, they're cool. I respect and I love like Zondas and oh, I mean wow, they're they're incredible. But to me, they're just not. I don't know, it's another world for me, you know. Yeah. And also, would I ever feel happy or relaxed about driving one, even slightly hard? Probably not. <laughs> Whereas, you know, any, anything else that's in my garage, I could drive hard. And, and so, yeah, it'd be lovely to have a Zonda or something silly, a Kynosig yeah. or something, yeah. But no, ironically, they're not in my dream garage. The dream cars are yeah. more obtainable cars if I won the lottery.
0: Yeah. That's that's an interesting point about driving it because, obviously, it's been quite nice cars. Yeah. Um, And the ones that get driven the hardest are... The M2 probably gets driven the hardest. Yeah, it gets spanked. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And that was something I like about the old 911 is it's been messed with. And because it's been messed with, it's not original. Yeah. And on a road trip, someone reversed into the front of it um, and cracked the bumper. We did a new bumper, or I don't really fixed it or it was a new bumper, I can't remember, But and re it, and it was like 500 quid. Wow. Whereas you do that to a Koenigsegg, oh. or like my 40 or something, yeah. and it's a very, very, very expensive thing. Yeah. So you, then you worry about parking it, you worry about driving it. I, I've sort of got, with the value of my cars, excluding the Ferrari, that I paid for them. Yeah. I am comfortable driving them pretty hard. Yeah. And that's when I get the most enjoyment out of... Or just, like, not caring about them too much yep. that you then don't take them anywhere. Yeah. Like, you want to be like, I'm going to take it. And if it gets muddy, so what? And, like, yeah. if I have to leave it parked outside overnight, it's okay. Yeah. That, it's, it's a seriously big factor in owning cars. In, yeah. You've it, got to, you want to use them. You've
1: got to... And then, and then this is, I mean, going off subject slightly, but I get asked a lot a lot of people ask me about buying BMWs mm. most of the time, which is probably no surprise, but people will say to me, I was looking at M140, but now I'm looking at an M2, like the payments I can just about, f-. and then like the first thing, I, if I've got the time, I'll be like, like are you, how much are you stretching to those payments? Because yeah. what's the point in having an M2 on your drive? If you're paying out your, like everything you can afford on the payment, if you can't even afford to fuel it, let alone take it to Europe once a year, what's the point? You might as well have a 120D that you can take to the Alps yeah. three times a year. Like, in my opinion, it's the temptation, that's the problem with financing, the temptation, people can afford cars like I can that I could never have afforded like, outright. Yeah. But, but then the problem with that is you end up having a car that you can't really afford and, and then you can't even afford to fuel it. All and sh- you know. And I think that's the thing. It's like, it's always, and that's like another version of what we we're just talking about. It's like, there's no point in having something that's really nice in your world
0: that you can't actually afford it because what is the point in yeah. having it there in the first place? Yeah, it's, it, that's it's a really important fact that, and I, I think it boils down to why you have the car. Like some people have cars for different reasons, yeah. and, and I think it's slightly sad when someone has a car and the sole purpose is sort of showing off that they Venus have that extension. car. Yeah, like, <laughs> like, I can a- afford this car. Look everyone, I bought this car. When yeah. when maybe actually they've pushed themselves tons to get the car and they literally don't drive it no. because they can't afford to put fuel in it or, yeah, like or, miles, or it. miles in it or never put tires yeah. on it. Yeah. And that's such like a sad thing because cars bring us such joy. Yeah. But it's driving them, like hang with your mates and like Yeah. The road trips. Going down yeah. to Wales or whatever like whatever. That's yeah. when you have the most fun. And that can be in a cheap car, an expensive yeah. car. But you have to be able to use it. Yeah, that's a very. I think that's a very good point that people need to.
1: And I think even let's just think Tim,
0: about it anyway. Even Tim Speed, like he, he. I remember he tells
1: me a lot about like the old days of you when you grew up together, you, him, and Ben, and some of the adventures, some of his best drives mm. were in his Renault Clio. What was yeah, it? Nineteen yeah. nineties Renault Clio one point two, going down to the Alps, and it's like you think that car, it's it wasn't worth anything then, it's not worth anything now, and that, you three, who are both massive cars. But you all had fun because you were together and there was a certain trip and you probably you yeah. almost fell off a cliff somewhat, whatever. But there was that, that moment and it's like, do you know what I mean? It's it's those trips.
0: But, but anyway, that's going off subject. It is. It is a tricky tri- tri- yeah. one, that one. But definitely something that people need to think about. It's not, it's not the first thing you think about when you're buying a car, but it's something that's very important. It is. Do you have any other questions that people ask you all the time? Um well i mean they ask me about specs ironically they ask me a lot about
1: colors and and i'm always like you serious like the color is one thing that you need to make your own decision on you know (laughs) Uh, go for the pink stitching on the orange seats uh no yeah uh, mostly that just specs um and yeah what like people are always interested in tires you know what tires uh what tires are good what i advise um but it is—it's hard. You, like yourself, you probably get asked a lot of questions, and sometimes you know across all platforms. And you've only got so much time in the day to answer everyone. Yeah, um, yeah. and it's not like it'd be great if you're getting paid to answer it all. And, but sometimes you're just like, oh, the same question over and over again.
0: Um, but yeah, no, it's mostly spec related or model related or whatever. You yeah, because I, uh, whenever I've got a BMW related question, I always ask you because you've you've driven a lot of them. Yeah, like, and it's I think sometimes people say so you're like the BMW guy yeah. but that's not the case it's just you've driven a lot of BMWs yeah. you like all cars exactly you 100% would drive all cars 100%. it's just you get to drive a lot of BMWs yeah 100% yeah
1: we in fact oh I was going to say I didn't put one BMW in my dream garage but I did I put the M2 comp in there but but yeah, <laughs> yeah. no I'm, yeah exactly that and like you appreciate now that you've got the M2 Um yeah. you know I think for, for, for a certain budget they're very good cars they're very fun and they are
0: their rear wheel drive
1: and their rear wheel drive and that's you know that's not going to be forever um the new one series platform is going to be front wheel drive and x drive only um which is going to kill things like the m140 but yeah um but yeah no i'm not I'm, i i know a lot about bms i spend a lot of time behind the wheel of them and i've owned i think i worked out the other day that i've owned seven new bmws in five years yeah which is <laughs> it's a lot yeah i mean some of them will work cars and yeah whatever but that's a lot of cars Um, but yeah uh, but I appreciate anything that's you know anything that's decent and um, hasn't got a Tesla badge in it basically
0: (laughs) (laughs) I went in a Model S recently yeah and actually it was really it was really nice they are impressive was it wasn't Malini's
1: was it no 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 no. Um, they are impressive I'm just I'm just a stubborn old man it's just like
0: I think for like what you have to do most of the time is like carry some around in sort of luxury and quietness yeah electric does that Yes. Better than anything else. Oh yeah, 100%. Like yeah. an electric car is just so quiet. It's, yeah. it's unbelievable what you hear Yeah, when there's not a little tiny bit of engine. No. Which must cause all sorts so of problems crazy. for the designer because yeah. they're like, oh, this little button makes you click. But yeah. You know, I, I now hear that and it's annoying. Yeah. It's, it's an interesting thing. I, it is. We'll, we'll see where that goes in the future. Yeah. But um, I think so that pretty much wraps it up. Cool, man. Thanks for coming along no no absolute pleasure and, and hanging out and hopefully yeah. the audio's been good yeah hopefully we picked <laughs> up one or two of the words
1: <laughs> no it's a pleasure man it's like uh, i love like you do we have sat here i don't know how long how, have we been to. so long? we are running
0: at the moment one hour 17 minutes, okay one hour which, seven, is, uh, which yeah. is quite a long that's time that's a long time but when you're talking about cars there's <laughs> things you love like, i know we could
1: just you could talk you know you could literally talk all day go um, on
0: forever and ever and ever
1: yeah, no, yeah. no, absolute pleasure, Sam. And thanks for inviting me along. Um, keep up all the good stuff that you're doing. Yeah, thanks very much. And hopefully I'll see you, see you again soon. Yeah, that's was a wrap. Cool.
0: Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince.